When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, you guys know how much I love giving you an incredible window into a different world every week, right? Well, today's guest opened a window to me back in, I don't know, 1990, okay? Yeah, more than 30 years ago, I'm old, when she performed a song called Love Will Lead You Back, and it was on The Tonight Show. So I'm sitting there in my apartment in Cleveland, okay? I mean, yeah, mm -hmm, thank you. Blown away by this whippet of a woman on stage with this cascade of curly hair, but a voice that could blow the paintings off the wall. It was so strong. At that very moment, I became a forever huge fan of Taylor Dane. It's a rare singer-songwriter who debuts in the 80s. More than three decades later, their songs are still playing everywhere. And I'm not just talking about on the oldies stations. From her first smash hit, Tell It to My Heart, to 17, wrap your mind around that, 17 subsequent top 20 singles, including three that hit number one, Prove Your Love, I'll Always Love You, and my personal favorite, Love Will Lead You Back, Taylor has sold more than 75 million albums and singles worldwide award-winning chart topper, massive success, appearances on Fox as the Masked Singer. All good, end of story, right? Oh yeah, and she was on Broadway. Hardly. You guys know, because we have talked about this, success is not a final destination. It's a way station, sometimes followed by drops, detours, and yes, derailments. In July of last year, Taylor faced one of those. After going in for a routine colonoscopy, doctors discovered she had cancer. Taylor, of course, is not the only one to fall victim to this cruel disease. We've lost a lot of celebrities, including actors Chadwick Boseman and Taylor's good friend, Kirstie Alley. Here to discuss her journey in battle is the iconic Taylor Dane. And Taylor, welcome to Everyone Talks to Liz. Oh, thank you so much. What an intro. Amazing. Thank you, honey. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. My, my pleasure. And I'm just hitting the ceiling here. I'm levitating. I'm so psyched to be talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah good all I'm, right I'm hearing, I'm hearing a little bit of noise in the background tell me where you are tell me what you're doing I am now at Morongo Casino we have a show tomorrow night I'm on tour with Sheena Easton and we're starting this tour up so yeah you're gonna hear casino you might hear some you know jackpot winners I don't know <laughs> with some blackjack winners either way oh yeah. my god touring that's so amazing and tell me about the crowds oh yeah, you you said three decades. So it's it's very, very eclectic. It's kids, it's it's teens, it's it's you know, people in their fifties that were fans of, you know, that started off in the clubs and now they're like, Hey, <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> come to the casino tonight, man. We're going out for the weekend, you know. <laughs> Who knows? It's it's definitely eclectic, it's great, it's you know, generational. I I love my audiences. And, well, uh, you know, I am, I'm a Peloton fan. They play a lot of your songs. And, and I'm always <laughs> thinking about, you know, you go back to 1987, your hit song, Tell It To My Heart. That blasted out on the scene. Who were you before that moment? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, 1987 was an amazing year. That's where, you know, I started with the single came out. 
and I, you know, I was just coming out of high school and is, you know, dreams where, are dreams. Where were you in high school? Uh, Baldwin, Baldwin senior high, Long Island. Yep. And you were, you were an Island girl, Long Island girl singing your heart out before then where on, on stage in school plays at little clubs. Oh, everything, you know, like, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, but I grew up, you know, it was right outside of New York city. So, I mean, I was in New York and I was in, three different bands even before I broke by the you know remember 18 that was the magic age so everything was happening everything everything I was in clubs and bands and doing everything I needed to do and you know being tenacious as usual did you know that tell it to my heart would would just hit the collective cortex of music lovers at that moment you know sometimes when you when you start to sing a song or you 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 write it you go this is this is going to be a smash hit. You know, I think I knew that would love will lead you back, but this is, this was during a time, you know, there was no yellow brick road, you know, Mm -hmm. there's no, there's no um, connect the dots. It's not like you go to school and get a degree to become a, you know, a pop star. You try. And in those days, you know, there wasn't internet, there wasn't cell phones. Like this was, you know, everything through, you know, you didn't get signed to a label. You didn't have a label deal, you know? So I did everything possible and hustled and did 12 inches. Did This was a very grassroots approach. We were going to mm-hmm. release it, you know, independently at first, even if we didn't get label attention. And that's how we, we really got it signed. We got it signed. I got signed single, single option album. And that was with the strength of producing and putting Tell It To My Heart together. And <clears throat> we were going to release it ourselves. And Arista picked it up as a 12 inch, literally. Uh, and yeah. from there, things blew up. I mean, it just, you know, took off and went number one all around the world and obviously in Europe first. That must have been so amazing for you. And, you know, I'm not, I always am fascinated to think, what were your parents thinking at this point? Tell me about your parents and your family. <laughs> well, we're from New York. What were they thinking? They were like, it's more what I was thinking. It was just like, listen, you know, when you have a dream and a journey, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, I was home with this. This was a... Um, I had a voice. I certainly had it at a very young age and I was working at it and I was doing at it and there was no stopping me kind of thing. So I can promise you, they were thinking, holy (laughs) 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 pretty much, you know, and when it broke, you know, my dad's the one that lent me the money for Rick and I, uh, to, to do this 12 inch. That's, you know, I'll never forget. We said, I said, dad, we'll get you the money back. Don't worry. I can play in some of the clubs and we'll get you the money back for this. It was only like six grand, seven grand, but you know, at the time, 1987, you know? Yeah. How soon did you pay him back? <laughs> I think pretty quickly. Or, number yeah. one. <laughs> In labor. I don't oh, know. Oh, my gosh. Well, you talked about Love Will Lead You Back. Um, that, to me, I was just listening to it the other day before I even knew that I would get you on. And it makes me want to cry. It, the way you emote within it. And, and I have to tell you, one of the problems that I have with singers today everything's auto-tuned. It's almost so annoyingly perfect and hermetically sealed. There's no emotion. They're just mouthing the words in many cases. And what is it that, that is special about how you approach recording a song? Oh. I, I mean, everything you're saying is, is, is pretty much hitting home. I mean, look, I, I was meticulous when we would comp my vocals and, you know, every take was six takes and then we'd put it together and make the magic. But, you know, when you're hearing the heart and you're hearing the passion and you're feeling, you know, Love Will Lead You Back is an iconic song. It's a classic hit. 
written by the great Diane Warren. So mm. the magic of the raw, the, the words, the lyrics, the melody, I mean, it's never going anywhere. And, you know, that had to be proven to me. It's not like, you know, that when you're 20 years old and you're singing these songs, you know, that's the test of time. Oh yeah. And, and I'm sure that moment where you get out on stage to put it out there, say, for example, on the David Letterman show, which was on back mm. then or Jay yeah. Leno's show. Sure. Were you nervous to debut that song? Oh God, I don't remember. All I know is, you know, maybe the moments you're talking about, like when you saw it on Jay Leno, I think that was, you know, just that moment where we went number one that week and it was, you know, he, he, uh, he gave me the gold album, you know, the gold uh, award, you know, the album mm -hmm. award when it, when it reaches that. And it was just some beautiful status stuff, you know, and I would just remember that moment with that. As far as being nervous for a show, the fast forward 30 years later, I'm sure I've had many of those yeah, moments. Yeah. People always ask me, you get nervous before doing the newscast. And I, I always say, I'm always a little bit nervous. And I think that it makes sure. you you know, on your heels and on your toes and you make sure that you, you know, you want to aim to be the best. You aim for perfection. I mean, you aim for the stars, maybe snag the moon if you're lucky. Um, right. So life's going great after all of these hit songs. You, you make it to Broadway. Aida. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, amazing time. You know, that was uh, early 2000 and um, yeah, hit show on Broadway. And that uh, means a show that I kind of went in early with Audra McDonald and a couple other people, you know, when you start a, when they start to write and perform and try out the music, that was with Tim Rice and Elton John, obviously. And, you know, we had it in a lot of workshop forms. And I remember I had to step away from it because obviously I had a, a touring career and music, but uh, coming back to it and then, you know, filling in for uh, Sherry Renee and coming in there and playing M. Naris mm. was beautiful. Totally yeah. different experience to be on Broadway, isn't it? Oh, yeah. 1000 percent when you're when you're when you're you know film and television you know look when i'm on stage every night the audience changes and that's one thing i learned with broadway no matter what you're saying the same words and you're doing you know but every night you know in the theater the audience changes so the experience is different yeah plus you have to act you're, you're not Absolutely. just singing you're definitely or dancing. Acting, and you're in costume and multiple ones as far as i'm concerned for that part <laughs> Did you have any moments where things just didn't go right? And this, you were really quite new to that. Oh, thing. yeah. We have a lot of games they play. Uh, somebody put a whoopee cushion under one of uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know what I said. I think I said something, a line where I said, well, that's a photograph. And like, I don't think in uh, ancient Egypt there was photography going on. So, yeah, we had some bloopers. One time I got locked in, in the, I, I got stuck in the elevator and in costume like that, they had a like, cut me out it was just some yeah it's just stuff you'd never you know Broadway's just to the end babe theater's the theater doing all of this as you're raising twins via surrogacy basically they were born December 30th 2001 so basically the first day of 2002 um yeah amazing you know it was ahead of the you know now when we talk about surrogacy everybody understands it but then it was very very different and um it was very, very novel, and it was only legal, I think, in Delaware and in California. And uh, they you go that route? Well, I had, um, talking about surgery, and I had bladder surgery uh, on my uh, ureters and kidney at a very mm -hmm. young age, and uh, between pain and not necessarily a sustainable pregnancy, that was a choice that finally, at, when I was really ready to have a child and just thinking about it, I was like, wow. 
if I could do this, this would be even more optional, you know? And I obviously, I was very fearful of carrying because of my health issues. And yet it worked out. We're not done yet. We'll be back in a moment. Hey folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Tell us about your kids. Oh, they are 21. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> all of it. Yeah, they're great. They're amazing. <laughs> Levi and Astaria. I remember when my girls were making booties backstage and, you know, knitting and doing everything, you know, you're in family when you're on Broadway and it was just magical, you know, and a boy and a girl and they're amazing kids, Levi, they're amazing people and they're, you know, doing their life, you know, it's, uh, it's been a real journey and I'm, I'm proud I'm a mom and more than that, I'm very fulfilled. And then we, we get to that point where you think things are going really super well and you're hit with colon cancer. That diagnosis, July of last year, you went in for just a routine screening, correct? Well, on my first colonoscopy, which was five, six ago, um, as a routine, um, they found polyps and they said, listen, we're going to biopsy this, but we recommend you come in twice a year because if you're producing polyps, we need to keep stay on it. And that was just going in at the like the recommended 50. Mm-hmm. So my, my point is like, if you are a, a cancer survivor and your family has, you know, genetically predisposition for cancer, I mean, you're notified more than a doctor and you do screenings, but for those that aren't, and for those that don't have that on their radar, which I don't have cancer in my family and stuff like that. I mean, this was very shocking, but also it was more than that. It was, um, what's the word? It was uh, awakening Mm -hmm. because I also went right into, I heard something and I knew that we caught it very quickly because think about it. I was already uh, had done a a test five months earlier than that and there was nothing. So Mm -hmm. I was going every five, six months. So I was very religious about it. So all I can say is that early detection is the key to my, um, the success here and, and also the um, opportunity for everybody to really um, understand that it's really a time factor with this. Like he told me I had a two week window. That's how aggressive this form was. 
without seeing it five months earlier, it didn't exist. So that's how quickly and how fast it moves. And it's and, scary. Well, well, yeah. And the surgery, as I understand it, you had roughly 10 feet of your colon removed. Now, 10 feet, 10 inches. <laughs> Big difference. <laughs> I mean, either way, I'm sure it's, it's, it's massive on some level. And yet, thank God on another, you know. Oh, yeah. And what was the recovery like for you? It was you pretty say? hellacious. That, that was the tough part. I had a, some complications, you know, in surgery and just uh, hematoma. And so, you know, you have to watch, you know, obviously, once you're in the hospital, you know, you're open to infection. So I had a tough time um, healing. But at the end of the day, you know, that's a decision you make, you know, how you're going to go about it, what you're going to do. And uh, I was on antibiotics for a long time, but as well as doing a lot of alternative uh, therapy work to get mm-hmm. through it and heal my body. When were you able to start singing once again? I went back out September, mm. mm-hmm. but slow and steady. And with, you know, my family, my family of, you know, touring people and people that I trust and I took it easy and I wasn't, you know, embarrassed to say like, you know, I'm That's healing. Oh, absolutely. And then of course, recently we discover that, and turns out to be your friend, Kirstie Alley, the actress, died just 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 yeah it's it's a shame um it's more than a shame i mean obviously she had a very small window you know and uh and that's how this is so if you can grab it and seize it and get a little do more due diligence and be your own warrior your own medical warrior your own warrior in a lot of levels you know your own sergeant your own drill sergeant that's helpful in health so now, knowing that you wake up every day and life, obviously it's so cliche, but life each day is a total gift. What do you change about your life at all, if anything? Well, I've definitely changed my diet and I've definitely changed the way I think about a lot of things. And I put more me time in, you know, I really like, if it doesn't feel good, I don't do it. And, you know, also every day I spend some time on doing something that just makes me feel good, whether it's a a sauna, whether it's, you know, a workout. I mean, these are all part of it, but uh, meditation, you know, these are things that you must do. You take the time and give that window to yourself. And, uh, and that's just now after months of doing a lot of self-healing work. Well, exactly. And yet here you are, you're on the road again. You're touring. Oh, yeah. They can't keep you <laughs> off stage, can they? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Not at all. <laughs> Are you writing new songs? Tell me exactly what you're working on. Yeah, we, I spent during COVID, I I recorded an an amazing piece of music and and record with uh, Greg Field. So Mm. we're finding a home for that now. Um, Some covers and some not. And now um, as I enter my 35 year anniversary for Tell It To My Heart, I got some great collab coming on with a couple of DJs to um, recapture that, you know, and, and, you know, take it to the next level, 2023. Tell it to my heart. I need to see you perform soon. When are you coming to New York? Because if I don't hear, <laughs> love will lead you back in person. I'm going to hit the roof. I love it. Hey, man, just go to taylordane.com. You, I can't even figure out where the hell I am half the time <laughs> tour-wise. I'm in a lot of places. I'm in a lot of places. A lot of West Coast is coming up okay. in uh, February, March. But yes. Oh, Taylor, it's so wonderful to speak to you and hear your story. You know, this podcast is all about the climb and how difficult it can be. If you would leave our listeners with one nugget of what you've really learned about success and then being knocked off a pedestal a couple of times. 
Yeah. Don't give up on yourself. And um, remember, you know, life is about um, problems and, and it's how you deal with the problems, you know, and uh, head on is usually the better way. And with a smile, with some grace and dignity, you can get through it. Just, you know, take that breath and give yourself the strength and the ability to get there. Thrilled to have you, Taylor. Thank you Thank so, you. so much. We really Thank appreciate you so it. Much, you know, Taylor's got to go because she's like going to be on stage minutes from now. Thank you so much for taping with us. Thank you, darling. Can I tell you, our viewers, oh, she called me darling. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> girl. I know, spaz Liz, uh, totally. But uh, you guys, I promise you every single time you tune into this podcast, we are only bringing you the best, most inspirational stories. Some people are not famous. Others like Taylor are such winners in the world who fought all the way from just being a kid on Long Island who wanted to sing to now a chart topper and she's still in it to win it. So thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Want to listen ad-free? You can do it with a Fox News Podcasts Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And then Amazon Prime members, you can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.